Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm Joy Dooling, and you are listening to the Joy of Membership podcast. This podcast is for membership leaders. So we talk about strategies for attracting, engaging, and retaining members. But that's not entirely the focus of the show, because let's be honest here, there is no shortage of advice out there on best practices in membership. What we need to talk about is how to actually make those things possible in the real world, how to be absolutely sure that growth practices are going to stick, how to make those things easier, more consistent, and even automatic in some cases. Sound good? Then stick around because we're about to jump into it. Hey there, Joy here, host of the Joy of Membership podcast. Back again for this week's episode, and I'm so glad that you've decided to join me here. Let me ask an obvious question. Do you ever wish that it was easier to grow your membership? You're in good company. I'll bet there are lots of people listening right now who nodded their heads and are thinking something like, well, Of course I do, Joy. Why else would I be listening to your podcast? Recently, I also had something that I wished had been easier. Let me start with the end of the story, and then I'll tell you how I got there. The end of the story is this. The lid popped right off. As the suction loosened, it was as if the beverage holder was mocking me with a self-satisfied little plop. I know, I know, cups do not express human characteristics, but I had been locked in a battle of the wills with this one for a while. The cup was brand new. There was no reason whatsoever that the lid should be stuck. Wasn't it supposed to twist right off? Or do I pull it straight off without twisting? I tried both approaches. Neither worked. I ran it underwater. I tried using a gripping tool that's supposed to work on stuck lids. In fact, I had become so frustrated with the darn thing that I nearly declared it to be defective, and I considered pitching it in the trash bin. But in a last-ditch effort to see if there was any way out of this problem, I asked for help. I showed the beverage holder to someone else and said, Why won't this open? Oh, just flip the lid lock, was the reply. Wait, what? (laughs) There's a lid lock? Yep, that was the problem. One little switch that I hadn't noticed, and that made all the difference in solving the problem. Now, if I had known that little trick at the beginning of the story, there wouldn't have been a struggle to tell you about at all. Often. As membership leaders, it's easy to end up in the same sort of battle with growth barriers. You may be doing all the things you think you should be doing, but for some reason, the numbers simply don't budge. This is an incredibly frustrating place to be. Today, I'd like to share a few reasons why growth might not be happening. Perhaps one of these might be your equivalent of that lid lock. Let's see if we can pop that thing open. 
First of all, one of the problems that makes it harder than it should to grow your membership is looking for a solution in too many places. Let's just start with the fact that I threw a whole lot of solutions at that cup in an effort to solve the problem instead of doing the one simple thing that would have worked. In my experience working with all types and sizes of membership organizations over the last 17 years, I found that there is typically one thing that an organization could do to get a growth boost. Now, as a consultant, I have an expansive set of solution possibilities that I could choose from to recommend, but it's always possible to narrow down to one that's most likely going to have the desired effect. It's like knowing where that lid lock is hidden. Just toggle that and voila, you get some movement. The second thing that makes membership growth feel harder than it should be is what I call procrastinating, like procrastination, but procrastinating. There is no shortage of information out there to teach you about running and growing a membership. You have pretty shiny downloads and brand spanking new webinars and exciting industry conferences that all promise to reveal the fix for what ails your organization. Unfortunately, while you keep attending those breakouts, watching those webinars, downloading those white papers, it feels like you're doing something, but you're not actually solving your problem. Procrastinating is deceptively distracting. The third thing that makes membership growth feel harder than it should is drifting. Now, many organizations get excited about new growth ideas, but when it comes to implementing, the momentum starts to drift away. Rallying the resources, which are often volunteer resources, can feel daunting. And over time, the enthusiasm for what seemed like an exciting idea at the start now begins to fizzle out. I actually see this happening with some organizations in the Fastest Path to Growth Challenge that I launched a couple of months ago now. There were many organizations that filled out the interest form and even chatted with me about how excited they were to put it to work. But then the reality of finding a 12-week block of time to focus on it started feeling less possible. Within a very short amount of time, They were pushing the start out a few weeks, then a few months, and I even have some organizations saying that they'll start it next year. Now, I think this is being published in August, so we're talking about several months before they are able to carve out some time to do a program which is supposed to create a quick growth boost. To them, I'm sure this feels like prioritizing projects and resources, but it's also possible that this is drift happening and that next year there will be other things that suddenly sound exciting. The fourth thing that can make growth feel harder than it should is a lack of capacity. So making growth happen not only takes time and attention, but it also requires breaking out of your current structures. There's very little chance that growth is going to happen 
if all of your organization's time and energy is being consumed by maintaining the status quo, serving current members, running current programs. You have to have some room to be able to try something new. Otherwise, you'll just continue to get the same results that you have right now. To be perfectly transparent with you, this is an area in which I've had to take a big dose of my own medicine. My own company gets bottlenecked by my personal capacity. I hold on too tightly to old processes and structures that limit my capacity to grow. This is something I'm actively working on, and it's hard. I'm hiring help to do things before I feel like I'm actually ready. I'm setting up new software to handle processes that actually haven't been created yet. All of these financial investments and process changes have to be made ahead of the growth, or the growth simply can't happen because it can't happen inside the old container. The old container is too restrictive. So believe me when I say that I understand the challenge of not having the capacity for growth, and I know how worrisome making the investments and the changes can be. But it's absolutely necessary if you want growth to happen. And then the final thing that I will mention that makes growth feel harder than it should is disconnection. Take a moment and scan down your to-do list for today. If you had to tie each of those tasks to a larger goal that you're working on, could you do it easily? Can you affirmatively say that what you did last week or last month pushed you forward toward growth? Are you even tracking the impact of what you do on a daily basis? Now, I'm not talking about tracking whether you did the task or not, but actually whether those things mattered. Most people would have a difficult time doing this. The truth is that how we spend a good chunk of our time every day is likely to be more disconnected from our goals than it should be, or we at least don't think about connectedness as often as we should. This can certainly have an impact on our results because we may feel like we're very busy doing things to grow the organization, but then we're puzzled when the busyness doesn't translate into actual growth in members. I wish I could tell you that there's a miracle cure for all of these challenges, but truly the only way to get ahead of them is to adopt practices that simply don't allow these things to exist. Plans and schedules and systems that are firmly grounded in what you want and maintain the structure necessary to help you get it. You have to be willing to look at things like technology and automations and new practices. In all of these situations, outside perspective can be immensely helpful. There's a saying that coaches and consultants use, you can't read your own label from inside the bottle. That's the power of having someone from outside of your process and structures look at what you're doing. It's simply easier for someone like me to read the label on the bottle. When you're ready for that kind of conversation, I'm here. That's what I'm here for. You can jump on my calendar for a consult at joyofmembership.com slash consult. 
and I will be delighted to connect and talk about what's going on for your organization. In the meantime, hop on over to LinkedIn. Make sure that you and I are connected and drop a message to let me know that you are a listener of this podcast or a reader on my blog. It sure would mean a lot to me to know that you are out there and that you're finding value in what I'm sharing each week. That brings me to a close on this week's episode. I'll be back next week with a brand new topic. In the meantime, take care. Hey there, you made it all the way to the end. Bravo to you. I'm back in just one last time to remind you that there's a free one-page PDF available over at the website that shows you more than 20 ways that technology could be supporting your efforts to attract, engage, and retain more members. It's actually broken down into the stages of the member journey, so you'll know exactly where each piece fits. And everything that's on that one pager can actually be automatically done for you with software that costs less than $1,000 per year. So if you haven't already grabbed it, you can get your copy at joyofmembership.com slash tech, joyofmembership.com slash tech, T-E-C-H. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.